What is up, everybody? Welcome to the High on the Hog podcast, season number one. No, you're not in the wrong spot. This We're was, back. We're back. This was initially the Inside the Natural State podcast. We have rebranded some things and came up with a little different name. High on the Hog. High on the Hog. High. All right. On the Hog. Should we get high before we do the Hog? No. I don't know. I don't know. We could... <laughs> We've already been accused of being Man. childish and random in the comments at times, so that That's would make right. it ten times worse. I'm not worried about being childish <laughs> and random. But the, so, so the fun thing is, is we've kind of rebranded, replayed this. So, you know, inside the natural state was more focused on everything going on inside the natural state. We are focused on what? Razorback sports. That's right. Any of them, except like gymnastics, because. Anyway, hey, I'm going to get in trouble. We're actually good in that. But <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be good in the, the core sports there. We could we could, we could talk about volleyball, couldn't we? We're two-thirds of the way there. Yeah, we're getting there. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a nice little break. I got to take a little a couple of little vacations in there. I just worked. Um, I, I've, given, I've actually been extremely busy the last couple of weeks. You know, I was on the live show. So, yes, you were, which has gone on hiatus, too, because apparently if I go on vacation, everybody's got to go on vacation. Yeah. So that's how it goes. I'm that important, apparently. Apparently, you got to work the day before 4th of July. Yeah, well, that's that's between, the only day you can get off. That's between you and your host, sir. I don't have a host. Did I, see, I didn't make you work on the 4th. I have a tard. I could have made, made you work on the 4th no, of July weekend. It would have been the 5th. But it would have been the weekend. But we wouldn't have because I was at the lake enjoying the 4th. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So, getting into it, man. Hogs pick up commitment number 13. 13 uh, already? 13 wow. already. Chase Lowry out of Frisco, Texas. Frisco. I think that's the seventh Texas guy uh, that, that, that Pittman and folks have had. Have gotten Do you think there's a board. theme going on with where they're, where they're fishing? Yeah, I think so. Well, there's a, I can tell you this much. There's they're a theme. Topwater, you think they're fishing with crankbaits? Uh, I mean, they're... they're I don't, I don't know that they're getting into the deep water yet. So. Not yet. No, no. no. Kind of still early for the like deep a, water. A s- small lip crankbait. Yeah, when you can't, when you Three, can't, four or five feet deep. When you can't get visits. Yeah, it makes it kinda, a little tough. Kind of makes things difficult. Yes, so. sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Hey, I tell you though, you know, we talked to Lucas Coley in the last episode, and he talked about, you know, he, he said that's, he said, you know, when he first heard that and saw it, he was like, but that's, that's, that's Pittman. That's just who he is. That's how he is. So. How he be. That's right. But, uh, so Lowry picks Arkansas over the likes of Arizona, Washington state. I think he had, a uh, an Iowa state offer in there. So, um, pretty recognizable programs. Yeah. I mean, so, they're all big school. Three-star guy, um, should, should come in good. and. And really help on the defensive back in the defensive backfield. So good size, yeah. Uh, small fellow, no, not no. a big one, but six foot one eighty, and they'll put some of that on him once they get him here. Maybe he'll grow an inch or two. Yeah, be like Shamar Nash. Yeah, grow two inches between his measurements as a high school senior and when he hits the, the college uh, ranks. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, or you could you could do like a uh, Heston Kerstad and grow like seven inches in a, in like. Two years. Two, it was like two months, I swear. Like from the time they started recruiting him to a year later, he was like seven inches taller or something. He's still like not as big as his daddy. But no, no. He signed a nice fat contract, too. Congratulations, too. young man. Uh, that's right. You deserve it. Congrats to all those guys. Even, uh, and I don't have this on our list, but yeah, congrats to uh, Casey Martin. Also, he signed with the Phillies. Tink uh, Hicks. He, yep. Mason Wynn. Yep, he is signed. Uh, Calabaric. Uh, Calab- 
Calabrese. Canadian. Yeah, Calabrese. David Calabrese. Uh, he signed, so all those guys have you signed. You know what I'm more happy than that about? Casey Obert's coming back. Yeah, that I'll turned out that. to work pretty. That turned out to work out pretty well. I'm still sad we're gonna lose Tank. I knew Mason Wynn yeah. wasn't gonna be there, but man, I'd like to have 94, 95 off the off the mound as a yeah. as a freshman. Well, I saw that. Um, I think uh, we'll be okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna be fine. <laughs> Wynn said. Wynn said on on Twitter that uh, you know he's reporting that he's going to their special camp or something that they have mm-hmm. going on for St. Louis, and uh, they somebody asked him, Are "You going to be pitching or playing the field?" He said both. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out for nice. him. Uh, so Musk still super active in the transfer portal. We'll get into that a little later in the show. Um, Hayden, might need to go ahead and uh, find the keys to that bus because it's going to be rolling. <laughs> yeah, rolling. Yeah. Um, so have you have you no. heard any of the Peyton Hillis comments? I've stuff? heard a few things in passing. Did oh, I man. spend the time to? <sighs> delve off into it and figure out what in the world the albino rhino is saying no I, I that's not. a i have no idea no idea whatsoever so um i don't know maybe anyway we'll get into that in a little bit too I but it's kind of that emoji in the phone where you got the little dude and his hands on his face and he's like oh my god yeah yeah that's kind of what i passed that one with yeah so. we'll hit on that in a little bit we'll play some of those comments and, and and kind of dive into it here in just a bit but uh yeah that's that's um it's interesting it's it was a lot of interesting Interesting stuff he had to say. Um, sounds a little salty. So anyway, uh, and you're past your NFL career. You shouldn't be salty with anything. Yeah. Well, and you, you're a millionaire. But anyway, get into that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Big Ten, Pac-12, both announced conference-only schedules. Obviously. You can only get COVID if you play out-of-conference play, according totally. to the Big Ten and Pac-12. Stupid, dumb idiot. Thanks a lot, China. Yeah, yes. But then Sankey comes out, and he shows high concern on if we're even going to have a football season with some of his comments. So uh, we're going to get into those topics, too. Um, fun show today, uh, or, or this week, I guess, whenever you listen to it. But uh, Art Browse is going to join us this week to really kind of dive into Kendall Browse and, and what he brings, uh, what he's going to bring to the Hill. Uh, really excited to have Art with us to just really, really get a, a little better idea. Obviously, we had him on last season uh, before all this stuff started, so uh, hope to have some really interesting stuff from him. When it'll be a pretty to... interesting uh, interview, yeah, I imagine. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, but yeah, man. So, other than that, what's been going on? Oh, you know, just work. Yeah, work, more work. You know, some of us don't take vacations. Well, and we just take have to. 17, 18 months off at a time. We take a vacation. Yeah. See, some of us need vacations. So, yep. I need another one. Like, I need 24 hours to myself. I need just, one to where I can just go somewhere and enjoy it. So. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of options for that. We yes. go to Colorado. Now i got to find a day off. I'm going to take another trip to Colorado. I'm down. I'm good. This would be the real high on the hog podcast. We go back to Colorado. Hey. hey. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, when in Rome, right? But, uh, yeah. So, looking, uh, looking forward to the show today. Um, looking forward to being back. Looking forward to the rebrand. We're going to have a bunch of cool new stuff out. So, uh, like I said. High on the hog. High on the hog. So, high on the hog. That's right. Don't forget that. No. Remember it. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. High on the hog. Thanks to everybody who listens down in Mount Vernon, Texas this week. Thanks to Coach Arch Br- Art Browse joining us. So, Bye from the hog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the hog. Uh, <laughs> on the hog. When we get back, we'll have Coach Art Browse with us. Boo pig. High on the hog.
All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the High on the Hog podcast. Joining us now is our very special guest, uh, Coach Art Bryles. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm I'm burning up here in Texas, but uh, other than that, it's, it's, it's July, so it's supposed to be hot. That's right. The, the humidity is the killer part. I mean, we uh, – It's I know. been – been tough. Yeah, we hung out last night and watched the fight in about twelve thirty or so. Andy it was, was ninety three degrees in my truck when I left here last night. Yeah, at mid twelve thirty, and it, you felt like you were walking out into a sauna last night. It was bad. Yeah, about ninety three sounds pretty cool from uh, <laughs> <laughs> the temperatures we've been having. But you know, like I said, that that's okay. I'd rather have it hot anyway. It's summertime. That's what we expect, I guess. Yeah, that's supposed <laughs> to be. That's right. Well, so how's things been going for you? Uh, I know last time we talked back in February. Uh, we thought we were headed for spring ball and, and getting ready to see uh, what was about to happen with Kendall and, and, and Arkansas. And, uh, and now here we are wondering if we're even going to get to play football in the fall. Yeah, I think that's kind of the $100 question. You know, everybody, I, I think, has an opinion, but there's no, no solid answers right now. So I think it's, as the next few weeks unfold, I feel pretty certain that there will be some clarity as there's been in a couple other conferences already with Pac-12 Pac and the Big Ten, uh, the Ivy League, what they're doing. But, you know, as far as Arkansas, uh, you know, I, I, the one thing I do know is that Coach Pittman has put together a, a really, really good staff. You know, I know a few of those guys, personally, Barry Odom, Sam Carter, of course, Kendall, Mark, and Mike, uh, you know, Cooper, the, the, you know, the tight end coach. I mean, these guys are uh, – dedicated football coaches and they're and they're going to do a great job for Arkansas and, you know coach Pittman is uh I'm sure he's eager anxious you know to get out there and, and put it all together and watch it unfold on the field but it may be a little bit before we get a chance to see it all yeah no doubt now before we really get going I gotta know have, has he has he taught you the hog call yet have you have you got that master because we talked about that when you were on with us before so I gotta know if well I I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna master them. They uh, get some defensive stops, touchdowns on the board. So uh, <laughs> you know, there ain't no reason to waste a good thing. That's right. Uh, when, when some when some good happens, then then get us hear the hog call coming out. All right. Well, we'll we we I can live with that. So um, it will. Okay. <laughs> it will happen. Yes, it will. Yes, sir. Don't go right. It will. Yeah. All right. So what's going on in terms of, of Texas? I know you at, at Mount Vernon, um, obviously, you know, COVID cases seem to be continuing to increase all across the South right now. And um, so Arkansas seems to be really making some good inroads, though, on these Texas kids and uh, getting qu- several to jump on board in recruiting. Are they going to be able to play their senior year in Texas this year? You know, I, once again, it's, it's – it's, up there, and I think the UIL, which governs the Texas High School Football Association, actually all sports in Texas, uh, will kind of probably mirror what the NCAA does, what the NFL does. But uh, right now, everything's full speed ahead. You know, nobody, to my knowledge, has said we're not playing. Right now, everybody's going to play. Uh, you know, we've had just where I'm at across the state, you know, I know a bunch of coaches that have had experiences with guys testing positive and I'm not a doctor and I don't know anything about it. Of course, I don't have it, but, uh, you know, it doesn't seem to affect the younger generation, you know, like it does the older, you know I mean? These guys get it. And then, you know, two days later, they're, you know, they're, they're well and ready to go. A lot of them are asymptomatic. So it's, 
it doesn't seem to be that uh, devastating to the younger generation, but still, you know, it is an epidemic, and you got to treat it that way. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I know kids, coaches, parents, uncles, aunts, grandma, grandpas, they need you know, they need school. They need kids to be in school. Yeah, kids need the discipline. The, you know, they need the, the drive, they need the determination, the goal, the purpose, uh, just like teachers do and coaches do, you know, and everybody does in their life. So it's just it's part of their life growing up in the United States of America, no doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, it's it's wild. It's there's so many questions. I think we all have. We won't get into that today. We 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 will stay away from all that. But but yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Was there any truth to the rumor that popped out that they were talking about moving football in Texas to the spring, as far as high school? I, I, you know, I think that was out there uh, when that came out. The once again, the governing body said that was just on Twitter. The one that you know, Sonny thinks they're doing. We're actually. In Texas, tomorrow, July 13th, is a, is another begin day for working out. So, you know, all the high schools in the state of Texas that choose to work out tomorrow voluntarily will be able to, to have workouts tomorrow. So that's – unless something happens between now and 8 a.m. in the morning, that's a goal for, you know, everybody in the state. Good, good. Well, we, we need those things to start getting back to, to normal as much as normal it can be, I think, at this point. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please get back to normal. Yeah. The old normal ain't bad. No, no, it's not. For, for everyone's sanity, the old normal is definitely not bad. No. Uh, I've, had, I've had an extra piece to my wardrobe now that hangs around my neck yeah. all the time. So, uh, you know, I'm... I'm okay not doing that when it's 108 outside. Absolutely. We, yeah. my wife and I, we just got done with a, we did a, and the kids did about an 11 day road trip where we went to, we did Galveston and then uh, went up to Denver after Galveston. And, and uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we got to play the Texas mask wow. game all the way through when we went. <laughs> yeah. Y'all had a little trip. Yeah. Well, you got it. You got a good drive up through with Dallas and Childress and Amarillo all that way. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Houston did not greet us well with the storms. It was pretty nasty. And then about the time we got to Amarillo, we hit another really nasty storm. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting uh, drive. But that was that was a, that was a day later after leaving Houston. Basic, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and from Dallas to from Dallas to Amarillo, it is it is a very nothing drive. The boring, boring. Oh, you get uh, you, you get lost in your thoughts there. It's, it's a, it's a whole lot of not much. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, so Andy and I are trying to remain as optimistic, obviously, about football this year. And, and recent news from the Big Ten, Pac-12, and comments by the SEC's commission, Greg Sankey, uh, that sounds fairly grim. Uh, obviously, we talked about whether or not you think there'll be football, but have you spoken with Kendall about the struggles so far with COVID and, and how they're oh, managing yeah. the lack of spring ball and the uncertainty of fall camp and football in general? Yeah, yes, sir. What? I, you know, I think the well, the biggest problem that I think they're dealing with is just not being a bit around their student athletes. You know, that since honestly, since day one, I mean, since since they got through with uh, recruiting, which finished up first week in February, and then the, you know, COVID probably hit you know the last week in February sometime in that time frame. Mm-hmm. But they haven't actively, you know, they haven't been able to to be on the field to work with them to see how they respond to different situations, uh, you know, pressure and pleasure, you know, see how, how the reactions are. And all those things are very important, you know, prior to playing a football game because you got to know, you know, what 
what the breaking point is or what the going point is for a guy. And, uh, you know, then some cohesiveness through your staff, you know, which you can kind of feel through when you're on the field in spring practice and then fall camp and all that, which hopefully they'll get. But so I think that, but it's, you know, for any new staff, that's going to be that situation. Now, staffs that have been together for, you know, X number of years, then that's not that big of an issue because they already know their players. But like at Arkansas and some other places, uh, you know, they're, they're all getting in there and everybody's just trying to figure out who's who and who can do what and who can't. And that's from a coaching standpoint and player standpoint. And that's, that's the most critical part because, you know, the most important ability is what I've always told our quarterbacks is predictability. You know, it's, it's not anything other than that. You want to know what's going to happen before it happens. And there, there's none of that going on right now with the new staff with the COVID. Well, and, and another question I would have on that as well is, um, you know, from your experience, obviously, as start, you know, coming into a program new, you know, you just, you know, like say, you know, coming into, uh, you know, a situation like when you came into Baylor and, and, but, you know, at Arkansas with what they're coming into at, at four and 20 over the last two seasons, obviously, uh, well, yeah, obviously oh. building a new culture is extremely important. Can you talk a little bit about how important that first spring really is and even summer workouts to building that culture? culture when that first you know that first spring and summer of a coaching staff or a coaching tenure well it's i mean that that's where it's all at i mean when you come into a situation that's down and i've been to a bunch of them going back to even high school when i went in stephenville then i went to university of houston they were you know thinking about dropping the program then of course you know later were the cellar dwellers you know when i went in there in 2007 and then really with uh you know, one of the last outs I took in Italy, you know, it was the team that had, you know, never been in the, well, it's been one round of playoffs, never gone deep in the playoffs in the Italian, you know, professional football league. And we went for the Italian Super Bowl last year. So, you know, I'm, I've kind of been in situations where you go in there and the expectations are honestly kind of low. And that that's something that you that you have to change. You know, you, you got to operate on hype and hope. And then you got to put something on the field that turns, you know, into reality. So un- until you get in a place and until, you know, Arkansas, and you don't ever want to call it upset from the inside because you expect to win every game, every stamp, every play that, that's ever out there. But until they get in there and they do what they do, something that people think can't be done. And I won't mention any universities that they might be, but until they, you know, to the outsiders, it looks like an upset. Then when you hit that reality standpoint, then you get some believability out of not only the fans, but the people that are involved in the program, which is even equally more important because, you know, you got to believe before you can achieve and you, you got to have something to believe in. So, and you got to, you got to do that tangible act before you can turn it into a, uh, you know, continue success. So what you're saying is it's really important that we go play and beat Notre Dame in week two. <laughs> I hope you get to go play Notre Dame. I know it. We do too. Yeah. Uh, that no, I, one honest, on our honestly, what I, what I would say, Steve, since you're talking to a coach, it's more important that you beat the bot in the home opener at Fayetteville. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's more important. That, that right now is a, is a bigger game than Notre Dame. And if I was in the office absolutely. and anybody mentioned Notre Dame, I would say, you know, you don't understand the game. Well, because that's the only game that counts. Well, because it's vitally important. 
Yeah, and we've talked about that a couple times in terms of you know what what to expect in that first game. And I think I've caught a little bit. We've got a we've got a live couple live shows we do as well. And and I've caught some blowback because I've said that Nevada game is is concerning, and that's a game that Arkansas could lose because that's a very experienced Nevada team, especially. Well, yeah, on the they're good. Side. Like they're, yeah, they're good. Well, the staff has been together for a while. Don't see there. I think they've been a bowl game two weeks, uh, two years in a row. And if you don't think it's not an important game, try not win it. Right. Yeah. You know, then, we, then, then you'll see. We, then you'll see that it matters a bunch. Yeah, we as Arkansas fans, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we, we are too all too familiar with that over the last couple of years. We're going to change that, but it, yes, it's got to happen, you know, one game, one day at a time. And, and so that's the game that, you know, they're going to be at home. They're going to have all the juices flowing. Everything's <laughs> going to be, you know, set up. And it's going to be – it would be a huge win for the University of Arkansas. Yeah, no doubt. Without it's a way to start a new season with a new coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, everything. yeah, with for Coach Pittman, you dog gone right. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. So obviously, Arkansas is break, going to be breaking someone new at quarterback. Whether that's we would assume Franks uh, or you know KJ or one of the freshmen. Give us some insight into the, the the Bryles offense and what challenge those quarterbacks may ha- face. You know, having such minimal on field instruction so far. Well, I mean, the fortunate that they have some good choices. I'm not really familiar with you know their quarterbacks uh, other than Franks. You know, I, I know him from his Florida days a little bit. Uh, the other two guys, of course, Stephen Jones, Junior, you know, uh, right. Jones' his boy. Uh, he's, you know, I watched him in high school and, and just think he's just, uh, you know, he's just a competitor and winner. Uh, the other couple of guys, you know, I don't really know that well and hadn't really talked to Kendall about them, honestly. But what what they got to find or what, you know, Kendall's got to find in the offensive staff, Coach Pittman, you know, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier. They got to find a guy that, that they know what's going to happen with the ball before it comes out of his hand. They got to find somebody that can think fast, play fast, encourage, be good with tempo, be coachable, and then be somebody that can get people to play with them. You know, I mean, you you inspire people by how you play. So they've got to get somebody on the field that will make plays that will inspire the rest of the team to want to play with them and not for them. So that's a, that's a huge difference. So I know one of those guys will show up and come through. You know, you mentioned Frank's, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for a, a guy that fits the look, you know, he certainly has it. Uh, but, you know, he's got experience. But but who knows? You know, I mean, like I'm saying, Kendall, those, they haven't had any chance to get on the field with those guys, see how they operate, see how they think, see how they mesh, see how they lead. You know, and so once they figure that part of it out, then, it, then it'll filter out and uh, – you know, the rest take care of themselves. Yeah, you know, I think it was, it was Kendall in a, in a press conference earlier this year as we were kind of uh, trying to figure out if spring ball and all that kind of stuff was going to happen, or I think it was after they they announced that it wasn't. You know, he said something to me that was – or said something in the interview that was pretty eye-opening to me. It was the fact that he said our biggest concern or biggest issue is we've yet to see Franks throw a football, you know, other yeah, than what he just did on film. That's my mind too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty this, big man. concern. Yeah. <laughs> but but here, here's the good side of it. You know, you, I don't know. If, I'm figuring it's Frank's fifth year. You know, yeah, since right. he's a college yeah. graduate, he's going into his fifth year. So 
I mean, you don't play high school ball, become one of the top recruits in America and play at the University of Florida and have, you know, winning on your resume without being able to throw the football. So all they got to do is is teach him him the offense, get him to understand how the ball's got to get distributed, what you're looking for, then get the ball out of your hand and put it in the receiver's hands and then let it happen. So that's – it's not like they're going to have to mechanically take this guy and teach him how to throw the ball. He can play. Just like the rest of those guys can play or they wouldn't be there. Right. I'm happy we got the opportunity to actually have him even on on the field, you know, if the field actually happens. Yeah. (laughs) It'll have some time. Just maybe, you know, it'll be on whatever time they decide, but it's going to happen sometime. Yeah, I think finances are going to dictate that football probably has to happen. (laughs) Well, and, you know, we're – I'm going to go. You know, we're we're living in the the greatest country in the world, so – you know, we're going we're gonna to find that we're going to figure it out, find a way, and it's going to happen. That's right. So you made a you made a point a minute ago about uh, Franks and having the size and and, and kind of you know he, he looks the part. Um, so it seems with guys like Franks and a couple of the recruits that they've brought in that Kendall may have a you know a, he's he's leaning towards these bigger dual threat type guys. Is, is that what he prefers, or is it just a sign of the times in college football and, and what offenses are doing? I think it just. Really, your offense should be dictated on your personnel. So we've coached all different types of quarterbacks, you know, guys that are dual threat, guys that, that can't run, that can throw, and guys that can run and can't throw. You know, and if, you're, if you're lucky enough to get a guy that uh, has great intangibles and a great arm and uh, the instincts to, to make a bad play good, which we've had that before, then – then you got a chance to have really something special. So I think what they'll end up doing, and the great thing about our offense is that it's, it's so versatile. You know, it's, it's not cemented in onto any building. You know, it's, it's still a soft order, and you can move it around and, and make it work. So once they figure out the athletic ability and, and what fits not only the quarterback, but the old lineman, the running back, the tight ends, the receivers, how that all matches together, then formulate game plans and plays that fits personnel. So that, that part of it is, is, is not an issue. You know, that will take care of itself. The key is, you know, getting the guys on the field, all thinking the same way, moving as fast as they, as fast as they can, and then being productive when they're on the field. Because it's all about production. That's all it is. If you want somebody to listen to you, and be a leader, be productive. Well, you're going to make some hog fans really happy with that uh, point that you just made about you take the you take the scheme and fit it to the players because uh, they got some players. They, we've yeah. got you know got some pieces there that have, have maybe not been used uh, you know in the, in, to to the max of their ability, and, and obviously we got a coaching staff there that that uh, when you when you say something like that, we know it falls you know comes down it comes downhill to Kendall, and, and we you know, we're excited well, about that yeah, part. He, <laughs> he knows he knows what he's doing. He's been oh, around this thing since about two thousand. So he's uh, really before that, you know, back in the late nineties. So it's it's second second hand nature for him. You know, it's just like breathing. You don't have to think about it. Oh yeah. yeah. But I hey, I got a couple more minutes. So okay. whatever else y'all want to holler at, we can go. I'm trying yeah. to. I got to get to a location here in just a second. Okay. Yeah, we'll get a couple here and wrap it up. So. Uh... Bringing the word bigger as far as talking about quarterbacks, you had a player that played for you uh, at Baylor named Sean Oakman. How big of a man is that guy? (laughs) He was about the third or fourth biggest guy we had on that team. (laughs) We had had some some giants, and I do mean giants. I mean, our our H-back or, you know, slot, whatever you want to call him, was a guy – 
you know, that that's one of my favorite players, quite honestly. That was about six, seven, four hundred twenty pounds. Uh, big Q dog, Juan McDonald. But he, uh, and I was saying back then, you know, he was 20, 20 years ahead of the game because, you know, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, I, remember I think him. we'll have a lot of guys that are that. Yeah. So, and Sean is, Sean's a big guy. Sean's about six, seven. Uh, he played at about 285, probably, real long arms, you know, basketball yeah. player from up north. Uh, and then we had a, a tackle named uh, Spencer Drango, who's, who's in the league right now, and he's about 6'6", six, six, you know, 330. So we we had some guys with good size, but, you know, Sean was a defensive player. and uh, He was imposing you know, really to look did great. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's tattoos uh, and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if that's something that that's noticed, you know, but that's just, you know, that's he's just a he was a really good player. Thing that I was most proud of about him is he's the first first person in either side of his family that ever graduated from college. So that that to me is uh, carrying on. It's beginning a legacy that we carry on. Yeah, he he was something else. <laughs> it was it was always into, he just he just looked like a monster. That guy yeah. was he was an imposing looking. Fan. Well, we we we'd win uh we'd win getting off the bus contest pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no, no doubt about that. We'd, yeah, in a perfect. We'd have people turn and look at when you get off, but that you know that's uh like I said, I'm most of those guys graduated from college, and that's uh that's a big big deal because you know when your legs are gone, your mind lives on. That's right. You got to get that degree. Without a doubt. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us. We won't take up any more of your time. And uh, anyway, we really appreciate the insights into kind of what we can look forward to. It's been great, you know, chatting with you the last couple of times. So, uh, yes, sir. Be, be safe traveling. And, uh, and uh, again, we appreciate it. Blue Pig Suey. Blue Pig. All right, everybody. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Yes, sir. Let's put it on them, baby. All Let's right. Go. Yes, sir. All right. Y'all have <laughs> you. fun. You too. All right. See you. Bye-bye. everybody to high on the hogs podcast high on the hog high on the hog you make a towel <laughs> what's that you gotta fill want to get high oh lord have mercy man art brown the hog we do yes we do that's right and, and i'll tell you the way that that it, that ended with art I feel like uh, it's only going to be a matter of time before we get some excitement on the hill. High on the whole hill. He he was uh, he was all kind. Of, hey, we got the woo pig suey out of him this time. Pig. He did. Hey, last see last time he was like, is it is it WP? It's WP. Like when we first interviewed him back in February. Yeah, I remember that one. So he was uh, he was definitely a little he's a little, a little, little more, more a little more versed, a little more trained. Good job, Kendall. He's gonna wait for that excitement, but though before he. That's out of hog call. Oh, he'll get so there. We're going to get there. Hopefully week one against Nevada, assuming that gets played. Just keep this in mind, folks. <laughs> 
one week at a time, win the week we're in. Don't yes. jump ahead of the schedule. Yes. Well. If you do, we're going to have problems. <laughs> yeah, Coach Brown's going to come for you. <laughs> He was, I thought he was going to get you. I know it. I know it. Dude going to drive from Dallas. Right? Yeah, just stay on the road, coach. Stay on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the rumble strip. Oh, man. All right, so in segment one, back at the beginning of this thing, we talked a little bit about this, but I just wanted to jump into it. So you and I watched a little bit of this. I'm going to play a clip, but the Peyton Hillis comments, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to play the video because – or the, the, the audio here. So, so this is from GASN, uh, Great American Sports Network. I'm guessing I've never heard of these guys. Um, but they got Peyton Hillis on the interview. I'm guessing Peyton had to leave the state to give an interview, it sounds like, or go to a, some establishment. out of. I don't, I have no idea. But anyway. Apparently you can't even meet Sam Pittman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of things said in this interview oh, man. That, that really just kind of baffled me. But this little segment here talking about his time in, his time in Cleveland, and, and his uh, apparent disdain for the University of Arkansas and the fans and for Houston. It, well, that's actually kind of been well documented. I'm not going to play that clip. Although I will say this: you bring that up, the Houston thing gets me because I don't know what the issues were between him and Houston. Why? And some of it was they had a problem. Well, they did, but part of the issue, from my understanding, was that, they have a problem. Yeah, was Peyton is he's obviously an outspoken guy. We see this here. Yeah. He, he's not going to hold back, and he would say things in press conferences or in in meetings and different things that would rub the coaching staff the wrong way when he was here. So we've had other people do that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then he goes on to talk about complaining about being behind McFadden and Hillis and they were the greatest ever. And, and of course we know that, like we understand that Never having an identity. Yeah. He, he was used in so many different places on the field. So you're going to complain because you got playing time and were not just playing time, but you were one of the most, celebrated Razorbacks when you think about that time period. You were on the cover of Madden. We're going to get to that too. But in it's terms of at Arkansas, he's complaining about that. And, and I'm like, so you're mad because they gave you every opportunity to get on the field and touch the football? That's what you're mad about right now? He's never been the brightest human. I, I just don't get it. Like, but, I, anyway. I, yeah, so I'm going to play this clip because there's a couple things I want to cover in this clip because um, I'm just – I'm dumbfounded by some of this. So uh, let's make sure we turn that up. All right, here we go. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is I played at Cleveland for two years and just had one year, and they have shown me more love. And I live in Arkansas, you know. Peyton, let me tell you something. The reason you're on that Madden cover is because of Razorback fans. Don't get it twisted. Razorback fans went out of their way to vote go that. on social media and onto the Madden on the EA website and vote your ass on that cover. High on the hog. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but and and look, I Cleveland hope Cleveland fans it, probably had a little bit to do with it too. But. They did. I'm not saying they didn't, but to sit here and say that he got more love from Cleveland fans and all this out of the year he was there than he's ever got from Razorback he fans. Had two years and he was only there one though. Yeah. That confused me a little bit. I just, and I don't know. The man, you know, somebody, I don't remember who it was. It was on the buzz the other day, called in. 
Oh, it was it was 49er John, who's not one of my favorite people, but he made a good point. He said, man, you're a millionaire because of the University of Arkansas and what they did for you. They put you in a position to succeed. You got to Cleveland, and then Razorback fans got you on the cover of a of of Madden of the football. Uh, game. Yeah, which paid you another chunk of change of the football yeah. game. No, there's not many people. There's how many Razorbacks have been on the cover of Madden? Any other than him? None. I mean, other than maybe a regional one that maybe they came out with, and I don't even think then. No, McFadden was on the cover of the NCAA game. Yeah, but it was for Xbox that year, because uh, I believe that same one had like Matt Ryan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they they split on the it cover for PlayStation, and there was one other one that was on there too. But I didn't really like that. I think McFadden deserved to be on the cover of that game more than anyone. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're gonna give it to this quarterback from Boston College. Yeah, about well. that. I mean, he's but, had a pretty good career, but still. But so uh, you're the only Razorback that's ever been on the Madden cover that, I mean, I, that we I mean, think you think of. about it, there's one a year yeah. that goes on the Madden cover. There's not multiples. Yeah. And, I mean, most of them have a bad year after that. Yeah, the Madden curse is real. The Madden curse is definitely real. Good luck, Lamar. Yeah. So, but anyway, well, Clint, I Unless just wanted name, to cut. I think oh, uh, Pat Mahomes on last year, wasn't he? Was it? He break the curse? I'm pretty sure he did. He Maybe won the so. Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I'm saying if he was on it, he definitely broke it. I can't remember if he was on it. But anyway, I wanted to cut into that part of the interview. So here we go. I'm going to continue. And go. Just one town over from Fayetteville, and they don't even know you're here. You know what I mean? Even though you want to be a part of it. You know, you want to be a part of it. You want to help the team win. I just don't know what direction they're going in, and it doesn't make sense to me. But I don't think my opinion really matters. Peyton, I agree with you. Does not matter. (laughs) But I do agree with him here. I think all Razorback fans can can at least understand that none of us know where the hell this program's been going over the last two years. So other than you know, a few years ago in the ditch, and then gone like down. (laughs) They did go in the ditch at one point. And then Chad Morris tried to drive in the left lane, but he was that that, he he was that Texas driver that wouldn't get the hell out of the left left shoulder. Yeah. He just rolled on the left shoulder. The inside wasn't near he the wall. He jumped right over those rumble strips. Romp, <laughs> done. But so blow the tire out. So in his defense, yeah, in his defense, I can understand that we, no one really knows what's been going on over the last two years and what direction they're going. Uh, now I'll question his mental capacity here of anyone that wanted to go try to work for Chad Morris and that staff. I mean, that was a that, that's a that's probably Maybe he thought he could help. I uh, mean, he probably could have at that point. He could have if they would have allowed him to, but from what, everything that we hear, it does, I don't know that I'd have wanted to be a part of that staff. But anyway, continuing on, he's going to talk about next Pittman and his thoughts on the hiring of Pittman, but there's a point in this that I just find interesting. So, I heard tons of great things about Sam Pittman. Never met him personally. I mean, I've asked to meet him. They won't even let me go in the door and meet him. And uh, the thing is, is uh, I think that you know, okay, so he goes off on a weird tangent rambling here about the SEC being tough, like we don't know that, and it's a different animal, and blah, blah, blah. But my, my thought, the first thing that struck me here when he's talking about Pittman and how, oh, I went up there and tried to meet him, and they wouldn't even let me in the door. So Sam Pittman got hired, what, January? Early February, something like that. Was that, or is it December? Anyway, I thought it was December. Maybe it was December. Yeah. I don't remember the hire date. I'd have to because it was a week before the uh, the first yearly signing period. Oh, that's right. You're because you're right. So Jacoby uh, Morton, Morton, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Criswell, Criswell. Um. So, but my point is this: he he's attempted 
to get in onto campus to talk to Pittman. Now Pittman comes on to it comes into Arkansas and immediately hits the ground running, like you said, early signing period. He has to handle all that. Then has to actually get a staff together because even through the early signing period he didn't have he a full staff. He doesn't have one. So after that, then you you try to can he's he is I mean he's completely his he's got blinders on this the coaching staff Pittman he's trying to learn on the fly in a lot of ways and and so why do you think as Peyton Hillis that you're just going to be able to walk up and walk in the door and say hi to coach Pittman in that time frame so now Madden cover yeah I guess so did he bring it with him is this my ticket this is my ticket to get in the door look I was on the Madden cover I played football here yeah and, and so I, I don't understand his argument here because straight Al Bundy poke high four touchdowns <laughs> yeah. one game yes that's what that was <laughs> but so I don't under, I don't understand his argument here because then after that we really immediately hit the COVID thing and you're not going to get on campus now Thanks you're not going to get in to see you're not going to get in to see the coaches in that time frame so again Again, I, I think, yeah, obviously something's happened between because he talks a lot in here about Jeff Long. He talks about Hunter Yurichek. He talks about the fact that we're not hiring coaches from the state. He even made a comment at one point. I've played for a lot of coaches that wanted this job. I had to think back. Okay, you played for Conway High School. I don't know any coaches there that are going to Arkansas. You played at Arkansas. I can't think of any Arkansas coaches that while you were there put their name in the hat for this job that would have been qualified to take this job at this point. All right. Houston Dale. You're yeah. coming back. And, and then. Who you don't even like. You so. played for Cleveland. Who, is that all he played for in the league? Was it just Cleveland? Main Genie that was there when he was there. Yeah. We don't need any of that. We've Denver, seen how those things played were. played Denver. He played New York. Yeah, but I don't know who all would come from those places. No. The, was it? Was it? He was drafted by Denver. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean. When you think about it, I don't know. I don't understand that. His whole – this whole thing was just so odd, like, and so salty-seeming and just – I don't know. I, I just found it to be extremely strange, and, and, and I'm hope, hopeful that Pittman and staff will, will, will reach out to him and do their best to it, it to try to salvage this because <laughs> Peyton Hillis Peyton Hillis is is a big piece of Razorback history. <laughs> you playing with your gun over there, so Peyton Hillis is a big part of Razorback history, and and he should be celebrated for what he did here. But he was a stud yeah. on the field. That was for sure. Absolutely, always exciting. You never know what you were gonna get, other than probably the best hands on the field when it comes to, to catching the ball out of the yeah. backfield. If not the whole team. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, if he got his fingertips on it, the ball was caught. I mean, he's a hunter, kind of like Hunter Henry. Yeah. You know, when it comes to catching the ball. Well, I mean, even I think it was John Neighbors on on the buzz the other day was he was telling a story about when he was on campus when he was at school up there, and he got to talking to somebody he knew uh, that was on the practice squad or on, they were on the team they were coming out of practice and he was asking him about you know what's it like with McFadden and, and Hillis out there or at McFadden and Jones out there and the guy I don't, I don't know who the player was that responded he didn't say but he said the player looked at him and said Peyton Hill's the best football player on his team <laughs> and I and I don't doubt that at all I mean. That's not taken away from Darren McFadden being the greatest running back ever at the University oh, of Arkansas. That dude's effort, and I had a couple of friends that played with him in high school mm -hmm. and had the chances to go play, and they stayed. Like I think one of them's family decided they weren't going to move until he finished high school right? just because of the opportunity of playing with Peyton Hillis there and what that brought Conway High. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. And, I mean, he said, I mean, you know, his effort in high school – had that harness built and pulling his truck up the hill and stuff like that. Yeah. That's not a rumor. That's the, that, that happened. That's, oh, that yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, he physically as gifted as you're going to get, you know, 
he was all there all the time. But yeah. Except on that uh, thing on your shoulders, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit. It, it's, it's interesting at this point. So moving on, Big Ten Pac-12 announced conference-only schedules. Uh, like we said before, I guess co- COVID-only impacts non-conference what games. What about the Ivy League? So, yeah, well, the Ivy League doesn't even count. Like, who cares? Like, no one – they don't even watch their own football game. So why do we? Why would we care about that? Hey, what was that? I don't know. I got a text message. Um, so the question is, though, will the SEC follow suit? They bet not. So, I mean, if we play conference games, I'm good with that. But I think we should play uh, 12 conference games. I don't think we should play 12. Yes, <laughs> no, should. not not this year. No, yes. that's a terrible I idea. I think 12 football games makes more money than eight. No, no, no. 12 football games makes sense because you want 12 football games, but 12 conference games in the SEC. I don't sure I want to jump into that. Wait, bring it on, Buffy. So, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, but so, so here's my thought on it. We win. We actually win a conference game. Can we get like Vanderbilt and Kentucky? And, yeah. See that, and and maybe South Carolina as opposed to catching Georgia and Florida yeah. and Tennessee. Because that's who they give us. Yeah, they give us all the sauce. Yeah, yeah. So my thought would be, because there is some talk, I think, the Big Ten has said they're going to play a 10-game schedule, and I think they play nine conference games. So they got to add a 10th conference game to be able to play that. So the same would be said for if the SEC did it, they play eight conference games. They would, you know, obviously bring on, you know, two additional games, which in our luck, like you said, they we'd end up with Georgia and Florida. We or some then crap we get like beat that. by Vandy or something. Yeah. So my, so here's my thought. Tell me what you think about this. Instead of doing all of that, because here's here's one of the biggest issues that I see with this. All the all the talk, all this craziness that they keep talking about is you know, like, for instance, Iowa and Iowa State can no longer play. Clemson and South Carolina will no longer play. Georgia, Georgia Tech won't play if we go to this conference-only alignment. Iowa and Iowa State are both in the same conference. No, they're not. No, one's Since Pac-12, when? one's Big 12. Since when? Always been separate. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're going to have to prove that to me because I always thought they were in the same conference. <laughs> Maybe I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm probably am. But but my point is this: you're taking away in-state travel because you're supposedly trying to limit the amount of travel that you're doing, both from a a virus spread and you're <laughs> Google. I'm sure I'm wrong. I know um, you're wrong because that was one of them that I heard. But anyway. I'm thinking Colorado and Colorado State. That's no, they're both in the no. Colorado and Colorado State are in different conferences. Yes, yeah, that's. I think that's probably what I'm thinking. That's what you get for thinking. Well, I don't do that well. I do it better than others, but I don't do it well all the time. They moved. Now they're not. They used to be. Who? What? What? One's Big Ten, one's Big Twelve. Now they were in the same conference for Who? a while. Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State. I told you they were separate conferences. They weren't for a while. They were so, one. Yeah, but anyway, so I think I was always been the Big Ten. I was yeah, State's always I was, been the Big 12. Well, I was State's not always been Big 12. Well, anyway, so no. now you're telling me those two teams can't play because they're in separate conferences, which Pretty makes zero it. sense because a they're huge literally down, game and they're down the street. They're down the street from each, from each other. But instead, instead, Iowa can still travel. You know who can still play? Mississippi and Mississippi this, State. This is very true. <laughs> but but so instead by this rule, you take and say Iowa and <laughs> Iowa State play can't play together, can't play each other because mm-hmm. they're, it'd be a non-conference game. But yet Iowa can play Iowa, Ohio State, have to travel clear across, halfway across the country to, Ohio. to, to yeah. Ohio to play? 
That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. What do you so, do? Here's my, my thing that immediately clicked in my head is Notre Dame doesn't have a conference. Yeah, and that's actually so the interesting what thing. what do you do there? Well, so, you know, do they – you affiliate with a conference? Well, they already – they affiliate with ACC. They play four or five games in the ACC. Well, their basketball anyway. – So is, does football. Yeah, their basketball team is in a conference. Right. But, but the football, football team's not. Football, but they have an agreement to play, I think, five games a year mm-hmm. against ACC teams. What do military teams do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many questions. But so, so in terms of Arkansas in general – what what I would say would be, and you tell me what you think your thought, what your thoughts are on this. So, instead of getting rid of non-conference games, you trade you because in this environment you're going to be able to trade the games out anyway because you you know that some teams like so let's just take Nevada for instance. Nevada's got to travel to Arkansas. Well, California's being hit by this pretty hard right now. And let's just say it continues to grow and and they don't want to grow. They don't want to go from Nevada to Arkansas, so they cancel playing us, which means they cancel that million-dollar payday that they're going to get for coming and, and potentially beating us. But anyway, I didn't say that. So, but Win week one. But why wouldn't you then just trade the Nevada game Arkansas State. for Arkansas State? It's a regional opponent. It's somewhat an equal opponent. In terms of what you're what you're giving up, yep, and what you're be playing, a great year to start. Okay, that. but since so year two or game two, week two, if you can't play Notre Dame, <clears throat> which I assume we will, but if you can't play Notre Dame because the so because of the travel or whatever, they don't they whatever Indiana something's going on. I'm still gonna try to go if we can. Tra- why why can't you trade the Notre Dame game with oh, with an Oklahoma State? Regional opponent. Regional, right down the street. You can bust to the game. You don't have to worry about all the craziness. You could play at Stillwater. Everything well, you works. Play at Fayetteville. Well, I mean, but you're trading an away game, so you got to yeah. replace it with an away game. Well, as, long so, as, as long as their schedule fit it too, you know. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you got to you got to assume that if the Big Twelve, if certain conferences are backing out of games, yeah, potentially Oklahoma State's going to have an opening, so you make that swap. And Big Twelve hadn't said they were right. They've not made that decision, but. So the other two non-conference games is like Charles, Charleston something, whatever, one double. It's, a, it's an FCS team, and then UL Monroe. Well, you keep UL Monroe. That's regional enough that you can still play mm-hmm. that game. And then you replace the, the, the FCS game with UAPB. I'm good with that. I mean, what's the harm sense. there? It doesn't. And so you still get your 12 games. And now I know the que- some questions have been without you saying. UAPB beats Arkansas. All we got problems. <laughs> yeah. Pittman may not make it out Golden, of the year. Golden Lions. <laughs> They've been through, what, like two, co- three coaches in the last, like, ten months, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, about It's that. been a mess over there. So trying to – between guys leaving and, and going to – Houston Dale. Houston Dale. Houston Dale was headed there at one point in time. Yep, so I don't know. Great. I think I think it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But I think that if uh, – I, I think that if you're uh, – uh, if I think that if we're um, a close. <laughs> yeah so I, I, I in that in that situation I think that we are you know I think if you're going to take those games away or if you're really truly worried about travel if that's the true concern here which I don't believe it is because it doesn't make sense when you think about the, none the situation. of this stuff makes sense yeah. yes you're very right none of it <laughs> and, and so from that we're perspective we're talk about that though no. So from that perspective, I think if you're going to make those changes, let's just do it from a regional perspective and, and get 12 games in and, and 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 do it that way. But anyway, moving on. So rabbit holes. We, we, we've done our best today. We've not gone down any rabbit holes today. So that's what this last couple that's of like seconds Peyton. is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I thought we've done good here for the first episode. Of UFC <laughs> 251 Fight Island Preview. Yeah. Pretty stacked card last night. But – 
Did you think that it lived up to the billing? No. No. Like, okay, so I think the free fights were better than the fights we paid $65 for last night. Yep. Like, that was an expensive light last night. It was. $50 worth of wings. $65 $65 worth $65 for a fight. Crap fights that didn't live up. So let's well, you just talk. a man who takes it on six days. I mean, regardless of what it is. And so that was, it was, that was, I, you know, I thought that was an okay fight. I thought that it got boring at times when Masvidal got in, got to get, you know, got into that, clen- that weird clinch that. Uh, I'm going to beat you with my shoulder and stomp your right foot. Yeah. Left <laughs> foot. Yeah. And so. But yeah, I agree with that. That got a little. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it was a good fight. I mean, the Volkanovski Holloway fight. And oh, Holloway got robbed. Holloway got robbed Flat in that robbed. one. I don't know how you can get knocked down in consecutive rounds and still First somehow two. and still Blues. somehow win the fight. Like, and it's not like he did anything better that much better in the last three rounds other than not get knocked down. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought he got he robbed. Had a couple of take that. Tug takedowns. Yeah, but he never really finished him. He couldn't get Holloway to the ground and keep him on the ground. Not really. So, I mean, and then the other. Peter Yawn, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, except. Towards the end, they might have should have stopped that. Might have? Have you seen the comments from Dana? Oh, no. Dana was not happy. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Dana said it was a horrible, horrible decision to not stop that fight. It should have been stopped two minutes before it stopped. Yeah. Honestly. He he made the comment afterwards in the interview. He said uh, in the post-fight press conferences, he said, uh, said, yeah, I think we're going to have to do a little tightening up of our referees and judges here on Flight Island. Well, I think that was a that was a that was a pointed remark at a couple of people. You get what you get. <laughs> the Holloway for the, the the first two fights, the first two title fights on the card. So you know, twelve gauge had to come back and lose real fast. Of course, I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, that was rough. She got uh, yeah. rolled up. Uh, yeah, got that arm about snapped in half. She's tapping. She was tapping <laughs> for like thirteen. I know. Well, the point the ref was on the wrong side. Like he couldn't get around to the side no. where her arm was. She about almost to be worked out over to it and worked straight into a Kimura. Well, yeah. I think it was an Insiguri one of the two. Yeah. Uh, so, but the Rose, the Rose and Jessica Andrade was the best was fight of the night. Fight. And it got fight of the night. Um, As it should have. Yeah. That was definitely the best fight of the night. It was a good knockout in the prelims. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he dirt napped <laughs> that, that dude with that right hand. There, you know, that was, that's what I'm saying though. Like you weren't here for most of the prelims. The prelims were fantastic. Like you had a couple of knockouts. You had, a, I think there was a rear naked choke. A couple of ball shots. You had two nut shots. I mean, it was good stuff. <laughs> dude got hit in the pills. <laughs> out. I, t- I told you this last night. It's the first time that I've seen a fighter take the f- full five minutes, not once, but twice. Both those fighters took the full five minutes before they came back. Masvidal took a pretty good film on his too. Did he though? Like He took time, but I don't think he ever really got Got hit in the nuts. You get hit in the junk. <laughs> now the the ref did say, "I saw that. I saw that." <laughs> Unless his stuff's inverted, yeah, and his his berries are on top of his twig. <laughs> I don't see how that punch would have uh, really affected a grown man. No, unless there was something we didn't see. But like I said, yeah. I mean. No, he, he had to been inverted for that one. <laughs> he was not inverted, folks. That was, yeah. So, but I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hype going around Fight Island. I'm kind of that pay per view did did like what uh, the Khabib McGregor fight did. Really? Yeah, that's what they were talking about last well, night. I wish we would. Masvidal ex- was saying that in the, the ten minute interview I watched with him. 
I wish we would have accepted the UFC uh, press passes that were yeah. email we were sent. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we could have afforded thousand dollars in airfare. Travel to. <laughs> yeah. I was obviously. I mean, I could have probably got off for that. Yeah. We could. Hey, hey we, boss. Uh, I'm going to Abu Dhabi for the weekend. Could have got be them back. To, you could have got them to sponsor the trip. Right. <laughs> we, we need to be throwing a few more doll hairs and stuff before that happens. Well, to get there. Doing bad, but like I said, that's one of them uh, big money grips. To, to get there, we need your help. Yes. You folks listening, share, like, subscribe to this podcast. Watch and, the live shows. Yes, watch the live Check shows. Check out the Facebook videos. Play video games. So Yeah, so. Uh, watch just, me beat Steve. Just what we have coming up here as we wrap things up. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Justin and I will be back on the st- on the Sports Junkies, week two of the uh, Razorback season as we're playing it through. It'll be Arkansas and Notre Dame, and we'll flip a coin to see who gets to play with Arkansas. Currently, Arkansas is 1-0 thanks to me after I beat him in Nevada last week. So we'll go Squeaker. into yeah, 35-31. It was, a, it was a close game thanks to a couple bad interceptions I threw. Um, Straight pick six Hickson. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was bad, bad. So join us. We've got a lot of fun doing those, so we appreciate everybody joining us on that. And then, uh, when are you guys coming back? When's the When's the OG show back? Do you Man, know? I think we got about two weeks. Two weeks. All right. We got last weekend off. We got this weekend coming up off. And I think uh, I think we're gonna come back. I think we might have. Try a little bit 23rd, of twenty third, I think. Try right? a little bit of football on our end too, oh, but I don't boy. think I've got much competition. Oh, so. no. No. <laughs> I've watched the other two play, and I'm like, <laughs> Will gave up hundred and forty something points in Madden. You got no competition, son. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I played for two quarters and gave the controller to, and then picked up the other team's controller and tried to go the other way with it. Then I kept throwing interceptions with Dak Prescott. Well, that's what you get. For Big ups to Pat Mahomes. See, now we're on a uh, on a rabbit hole here on a half billion dollar contract. Yeah, that is <laughs> ludicrous. But get your money, kid. That's for sure. Did you see, he went to the casino. Who? Pat Mahomes did. He I would said, have too. He said, "I might as well go see if I can double it." <laughs> 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 billionaire test. you know and i don't want to get too far in this because we've we've gone long enough today but um the I, let's give some credit to the chiefs and how genius that that contract really is the fact it's supposed that supposed to be something that really helps out the rest of the team too. yeah that's the, like he doesn't hurt their cap space until like 2024 or some crap like that yeah. and He's so got like 145 million guaranteed for injuries yeah yeah which is good i mean it's <laughs> I mean, not quite baseball related yet where they get it all but i mean 145 million dollars I could buy a few things I might be interested yeah. in. I might be able to buy a little bit of ammo with that. And still be able to sit back and be happy. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, again, make just sure. Don't, you- just don't point a gun at somebody that breaks into your property. Or yeah, yeah, it's not allowed. Okay, we're not uh, getting yeah. into that. Nope, so, that's all uh, I'm saying. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do not defend for property. No. But. Uh, oh, God. I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. If you're offended, uh, you're I'm offended, not sorry. Whatever. I'm so over worrying about offending people. That's why we have I found a really cool t-shirt. Did you? Yeah. Oh, boy. I'll tell you about it after this. Probably a good plan. It's not a good idea. All right, guys. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, leave some comments. Leave some reviews. Give us that five-star review we're asking for, please. And, five stars. Uh, five, five, five. five. Hi. On the hog. On the hog. That's right. Podcast. Until next week, woo damn pig. High on the hog. <laughs>